Welcome to Coffee with your counselors, Miss Deeds and Miss Amy. A time for a brain break, to care for ourselves, and to think about the world around us. We look forward to talking with you this episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode three of our podcast. Today's um, topic is Zoom Brain, Zoom Butt, and Zoom Butt. So... We're going to talk about a variety of things today. It sounds super fun. Um, how are you feeling, Miss Amy? I am feeling okay. And do you know why? I just went out on a walk during lunch. Actually, I ate lunch a little early, so I had a little bit of time. And before we met, I decided, you know what, I'm going to walk. And as I was walking, I got an urge to run. Oh, <laughs> so <very nice>. <laughs> So I ran down the block and then I stopped and walked and then run walked. But it was good being outside. So I feel pretty good. Yeah. That's nice. I don't usually get the urge to run, but I guess when it comes over you, it just does. <laughs> I think it's because I haven't run in a while. And normally when I've been going out to walk, I've just been wearing like my walking sandals and normal clothes, but today I actually wore something that I usually run in. So I think my brain was thinking, hey, you should run. And I was wearing my gym shoes. So I feel so much better now. I was getting pretty antsy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So since we've been learning online and virtually, I feel like a lot of things feel different now that, you know, you don't have to get in your car to come to work and all of that jazz like last week I feel a little bit better this week but last week my brain felt like a lot of jello just up in there <laughs> <laughs> just felt like really screened out and I don't yeah. know I still have a lot of tension up in my neck area from I guess staring at the screen or maybe it's stress related it could be either I guess yeah, now I feel like since we're in, what is the sixth week of school, mm -hmm. people are really beginning to feel the effects of all this screen time. And last week I had jello brain also. I feel like there's a certain point in the day when you know that you've had enough of looking at the screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so other than you said your back, your, your neck has been tight, what other things have you been feeling? Mm. Yeah, neck has been tight, the jello brain. <laughs> I feel like I should get up and do more things, but then I've scheduled appointments like fifth, I'll have one at like two, two to two fifteen, and then I'll schedule a 15 minute break. But I feel like the 15 minute break is like not long enough to go and do anything substantial. Mm -hmm. Right by the time I get my shoes on and walk out the door, I feel like, oh, that's not enough time before I have to be back for my 2.30 appointment. Mm -hmm. And so I need to do a better job of like scheduling things better. But I guess students probably don't feel that because they have their, I mean, they only have 15 minutes too. So one day last week I went outside and just like stood outside in the sun. That was kind of nice because I was like, oh, I just need to like 
move from this position. Yeah, you got your vitamin D. Yeah. Or like this morning, I just, I told you earlier, like I couldn't sleep, right? Mm -hmm. I did stuff yesterday. Like I scrubbed the floor with my hand on my hands and knees and cleaned the whole house and vacuumed it all. And like, so you'd think I'd be tired, but like 3.30 a.m., can't sleep. I laid there for like a half hour and then I decided, well, looks like sleep isn't going to be happening. And so then I just got up and started like doing work for two hours and then went back to sleep eventually. But like, I don't know, maybe that has something to do with screen time as well. Yeah. I feel like our bodies kind of store up that energy and we, you know, typically would, I don't know what the word is, like get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) But these days you don't really have the chances of really expend it, expending that much energy as you normally would. So I'm sure a lot of people sleep has been affected by it, like not getting as restful sleep or waking up in the middle of the night more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people have been getting headaches and just feeling fuzzy in your brain. Mm -hmm. I ordered those special glasses this weekend from Amazon. Did the blue light glasses? Yeah. It comes in a two pack. Maybe I can gift you a pair. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I, I have wanted those two. I actually looked into it. So you'll have to tell me if you feel like it is effective because some people say it does work and it does help and other people say it doesn't. I wonder if it's just the amount of time. So maybe like if you are on the computer all day, then no matter, even if you do wear them, it's not going to be like perfect. You might still feel the effects of it all, but maybe if it's minimal Mm -hmm. time, then maybe, yeah, it would be helpful. Yeah. Today we have our um, school psychology intern joining us, Carly. Carly, you wear glasses. Are those regular glasses or are they blue light glasses? Hi, everyone. These are regular glasses that also apparently have blue light in them when I ordered them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess I have no really no real way of fact checking mm-hmm. if they actually have it in there and if it's working. Yeah. I was going to ask, what actually is blue light? I know we're kind of going off topic here, but what is blue light? I don't know. I just know that like people are like, don't look at your phone before you go to bed because of the blue light. And evidently your computer has the same thing. (laughs) So if anyone's out there that's a blue light expert, we need to talk to you so that we can answer this burning question. (laughs) Maybe we can inform our listeners next episode of what blue light actually is. Because it's the buzzword these days. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. So in general, other than headaches, blurred vision, people have been having extremely tight shoulders. I know every night I'm kind of rolling around on my foam roller. I don't know if you have a foam roller, but it really, it helps with like getting some of that tension out of your neck and back. I feel like you have to be super skilled to use a foam roller because one time I tried to use a foam and just like rolled right off of it. So <laughs> I know what you mean, but then usually for the neck and upper shoulders, you don't have to be very coordinated because you just lay on it and you just kind of roll from side to side. Mm-hmm. When you start getting to your lower back or back that you're trying to, you have to like 
have a strong core and keep yourself up so that you don't fall. Now are you like putting it like vertically or horizontally? Horizontally, like just lay it on the ground and then lay on it like a pillow. Except um, but you don't have to do like do it like a glute bridge. Like that's how what I was trying to do before. Like, you know, like how you lift, you lift up like a, like a bridge. A glute bridge. What's you that? know, you squeeze your butt and like, so your shoulder, you know, I would show you, but. <laughs> oh, so you're, oh, so you're actually holding yourself up. So you're holding yourself up with your like legs. Yeah. And then it's like your shoulders then would be on. Nothing. The roller. That's not how you do it. Um. No. So what I do is I just lay on the ground and I put it behind my neck like a pillow. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of roll from side to side and it kind of gets this area and this area. Yeah. Just like roll back and forth. Maybe I was doing like that. The glute bridge yeah. thing sounds really hardcore. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I'm going to try later today though. It's probably a lot more pressure on your neck though, which is probably better to get some of that tension out. Anyway, we digress again. <laughs> So there's been a lot of research though, right? On mood and movement. Yeah. Carly, didn't you say that you knew some information about movement and your mood and general just. Yeah. So I have a lot of resources on sort of health and movement and um, health in general, and then also on mental health. So yeah. tell us some facts we need to know some facts about yeah so yeah. i'm looking at a slide here from one of my health psychology classes that says um in a review of cardiovascular um, rehab patients so people who had cardiovascular heart problems were in a no exercise versus exercise group and um those who exercised had almost about 10 percent less risk of dying from a cardiovascular event mm -hmm. so it could lower risk by like 10 percent um and in terms of overall health um lifestyle changes like diet and exercising um are the some of the biggest predictors of just overall health and quality of life and they could prevent the onset of different diseases namely you know some like diabetes are preventable through diet and exercise and so um, you could keep going down the list of thinking well some of these diseases like obesity or diabetes might be linked to some mental health concerns um, and the stress of having those conditions so if you prevent even having those conditions through movement and lifestyle changes you might prevent those oncoming mental health problems too do you guys know what the recommended daily amount of exercise is these days? I know it has, it changes over time, but. I thought it was 30 minutes. Of like aerobic. I think of elevated heart rate. Yeah, I think the fancy term they call it, it's like moderate to, mm -hmm. to vigorous. Yeah, they use the fancy words, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know there's been a lot of like research done about how exercise like reduces to like depression and anxiety but the thing I don't get right is if someone which I do think that that is true but I also think that like what if you're so depressed or anxious how do you even start a exercise routine right 
because most of the time those people have hard enough time just doing their daily living things, right? Like showering and brushing their teeth and taking care of themselves. So how do they feel motivated to go exercise? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good question. I feel like it is a spectrum though of, you know, depression, anxiety, and stress, right? So it's not like you want one day you're fine and the next day you woke up and you're severely depressed. Hopefully not. I know that sometimes people quickly, you know, go into those moods, but for the general, um, like student population, as well as us, I think usually it's like stressors that happen that cause, you know, those negative feelings. And then, and then it kind of builds as you either choose not very good coping strategies or you don't do anything to really help yourself. So hopefully people will get out there and do things that they know that are good for them before they get to a point where they are so debilitated that they can't get out of bed or they're so unmotivated to do those things. Mm -hmm. But I would also think like, especially for high schoolers and younger people, your friends are so important to you that you would be able to kind of do it together in terms of getting out there. I know like for uni students, some are involved with sports. So at least, at least there's some kind of group planned activity, but even for other people trying to like being proactive about making times with your friends to go outside and Hey, let's have a phone call and go out for a walk around the block or, and hopefully with all of this online learning, people are buying into the fact that, movement and exercise is so important. Like think about how you actually feel when you're stuck in your home all day and how it doesn't feel very good. So then I think people hopefully, and it seems like it, that they're making choices to like get outside and do things that are active. Definitely. I always think about prevention too, like preventing it from getting to that, that point. Um, and hopefully people might use exercise as a way of even coping with stress. So I know some people who might like go on a run and listen to, you know, music that makes them feel like sort of amped up and in order to cope with their stress. And so that could be a good preventative strategy before they get to that point too. Um, And if they are at that point, you know, they could talk to a therapist or somebody about um, a sort of another buzzword called behavioral activation. And that's sort of doing a behavior that gets your mind activated and that makes you feel a little bit better. And there's that trade-off kind of doing something that makes you feel good will make you feel good. So if you don't feel good, you can do the thing that might make you feel good. But sometimes that, like you said, Christy, that first step is sort of the hardest part, just getting there to do that thing. Mm -hmm. And I think just being easy on yourself and knowing that, you know, today might not be the day that you're going to exercise. Try again tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> and there's more than one form of exercise. Yeah. Too. Like I feel like all the time, and I think even in the uni community, people are like, let's go running, right? And running isn't for everybody. I mean, I don't really like to run that much, but it doesn't mean that I don't like to do other things. And I think that you just have to find what is right for you and, um, also not to compare yourself to other people that are doing the same thing because you don't know their situation or like how long that they've been doing something. And yeah, 
like even just playing like a pickup game of like soccer or basketball or something like that's still like movement and exercise and you know you don't have to say how many miles you ran in order to do that so it's all good and zumba right have you guys zumba before <laughs> zumba is that a word <laughs> Actually, I have Zumbud, but it was at one of the places that I worked at for lunchtime during the summer. They had all of us come together to this one room, and there was like, um, I think she was like a certified Zumba instructor, and she let us. Actually, they say that Zumba, as it incorporates like movement and then social connection and positive environment all together when you combine it to one, help people to feel really good about themselves. And it was actually really fun because even though the lady did all these different types of dances, it was like high energy. And I guess because we all kind of didn't know what we were doing, we were kind of looking silly together, but yeah, just having fun. There was actually a study done on Zumba where um, it was more of like a photo, photo journalism study that they did but they took pictures of people before and after Zumba classes. And I know that, I mean, I looked at the pictures and it's just, I know people can make any kind of face and say like, oh yeah, before and after this is what happened. But if you look at the pictures, the people look legitimately so much happier after they exercised. And again, I guess anyone can make a face before like, oh yeah, and then be happy after, but it was really believable that after these dance classes, their mood was so much lighter and they felt better about themselves and they seemed so much happier too. So, um, so what are your guys' favorite movement of choice to work out? Yeah, Carly, what's your movement of choice? Um, little out of character, slightly embarrassing, but I <laughs> love to run or lift weights listening to uh very angry music <laughs> what do you like classify as angry <laughs> i feel that it makes me feel like i can you know do things like break stuff but like i'm not breaking things i'm <laughs> lifting heavy things it's <laughs> yeah, awesome <laughs> sort of my my little secret <laughs> yeah i really like weightlifting too i feel like it makes you just feel like strong and mm -hmm. like I got really into um the Les Mills uh body pump have you ever done that before which is also like focused on music and counts and so like and it's not like lifting super heavy like maybe Carly is doing <laughs> I used to I did power lifting and then I like broke my wrist and then I hardly ever did it again oh. um not doing that unrelated but <laughs> i also really love using the kettlebell um like the kettlebell swings are really fun and sort of rhythmic too mm -hmm. uh, yeah i love the kettlebell what is the kettlebell it's Brown. like a circular thing with a handle oh okay like a weight yeah it is a weight but it's just one they're not like dumbbells it's one yeah up. yeah but yeah. it's heavy Yes. Okay. So what do you think are some practical tips for students during online learning when everyone is feeling brain, what do we call it? Brain jello, jello brain. And we're all feeling very 
just itchy, <laughs> not like physically itchy, but itching to like move. And what are some things that you can think of? Well, you know, I like it how we have like in the classes we've been in tried to incorporate some sort of movement. Mm -hmm. um, like the other day we did five jumping jacks, walk to the door and then come back and touch your toes. <laughs> like, I mean, they're very random things, but even after doing something like that, I felt way better than I did before we did that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I love your stretch breaks. I guess maybe I should do my own stretch breaks during my 15 minute breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also been studies out there where students, when you move more or like curriculums that incorporate movement, um, help students focus better. So it probably is beneficial for all teachers. If they, we have teacher listeners right now mm -hmm. to uh, make sure that you're incorporating like a break of stretching and moving. And then, uh, then people might be able to get over like the hump of sitting there and then be focused for the next half hour or whatever, you know? Yeah. One thing that I have decided to do because my neck and shoulders have been hurting so bad is to put my laptop or computer on a higher level. So I put it actually on this bookcase. So I'm standing the whole time, which is, is another challenge because I don't want to stand the whole time. I do want to sit, but I can, I can tell that it's better, you know? So even when I'm standing, even though sometimes I'm swaying here and there or, but sometimes I can like move my legs and just like shake out my legs more. It seems better. So I'm going to see if it helps my shoulder and neck because also since the computer is higher at my eye level, I'm not looking down all the time. So maybe that'll help my neck because my neck is a brick. Yeah. What are some other things? Um, um, students, kids that are younger are really into like TikTok. They could probably learn some TikTok dances. Mm -hmm. And that way they could be doing something that they find to be trendy, but it's also movement and they're moving. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should have a TikTok challenge that we have them do. Oh, that sounds so fun. <laughs> <I need to. laughs> There's this TikTok. I follow this grandpa and grandma. <laughs> I only call them grandpa and grandma because... It started with an Instagram account called Drawings for My Grandchildren. He's this like old Korean grandpa who actually like his grandkids lived in different countries. Like I think they have some in the United States and some grandkids in some Spanish speaking country. But anyway, he wanted to like connect with them. So he started watercolor drawing different things and then telling them a story. And it, it actually, you should go look him up. But then, then when the pandemic hit because they were inside all the time they started doing these tiktok dances and they are so adorable so then i always watch them i'm like if they can do it i can do it but how do i know how to do it so yeah i'm sure all students that are listening to this will be like oh my gosh miss amy you don't know anything you're old but you know, I'm not as old as those grandparents in Korea. And so I'm, I'm trying to learn. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good idea. 
doing TikTok stuff, mm -hmm. challenges. I think a routine is huge, right? Like if you fall out of your routine, then um, it's hard to get back on track, right? Like if you were running every morning or something, like it becomes part of your day. You go running, you come back, you take a shower, then you're ready to go for the day and like for your classes. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely. I also feel like routine helps for people with anxiety or social anxiety, especially when it comes to exercising either at a gym or outside. Like if you go at the same time every day or if you find a good time, you sort of know what to expect and who's going to be there because most people sort of have that same routine. I've recently been walking in this park and I found a good time to go there where there's not many people going. Um, and so I know what to expect when I go. I know that that's sort of not a very popular time. So I know I'm not going to run into um, a bunch of people, especially now, or um, anybody I don't want to run into or things like that. And that's also helpful for the gym too. Um, Pre-pandemic and hopefully post-pandemic, um, you could find a good time to go to the gym. And if you have social anxiety, maybe a time that's less popular, that way you know um, a, now you have a routine and you know which time you want to go and B, it helps relieve some of that social anxiety. So routines just help all around. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is just prioritizing being active and moving and saying, okay, I know I've been putting this off tomorrow. I'm just going to go out and walk around the block. And it doesn't even like um, both of you guys said, it doesn't even have to be something huge. Like I ran five miles or something can just be like I walked down the street and I came back and even just like being outside and getting fresh air walking that helps tremendously you know just kind of reset and get your mind in a better place to do what you need to do whether it's like learning or even just I don't know being a better family member things like that yeah and sometimes like breaking it up over the day is helpful for like if like I used to take like a four mile walk every day and then I was like sometimes it's hard to like schedule that, right? And then I like just started walking like down and back and around the street, which is probably like a mile. And I just do that multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. I don't do that every day, but like on the days I do it, I feel like, oh, okay. Like this is a lot better for me because then I can feel like more energized between things versus like just waiting till the end of the day to go and do that. I mean, I guess they both have their purpose though, right? right. Like sometimes you want to like listen to a podcast or AKA coffee with the counselor <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, <laughs> or sometimes you want to like, just kind of, you know, like do a harder workout because you had a hard day and that makes you feel better. Um, but just as far as like moving and like being like, I think being focused and like attentive is like, we didn't really even touch on that that much. We just mostly focused on like our feelings and like emotions regarding working out. But like, I think like to retain information and be more alert and focused and engaged, like if you move more, you're able to do that for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe we can end because we said the title of our podcast was Zoom Brain, Zumba, and Zumba. Do we describe why it's that? That's our title. Zoom Brain is just the hazy fog and the jello brain that you get without moving. Zumba is a, a term that I think Lisa coined. 
saying when your butt falls asleep when you're sitting for too long because you're on too many Zoom meetings. I know everyone has felt that. <laughs> and then Zumba. Okay, well, with that, we'll leave you guys, and we just want you to get up. Let's all just stretch our arms to the sky. Do some running in place for about 30 seconds, and then we will leave you. Have a great time, and see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.